0: Oh baby, we, we are, are back here. at Kilroy's yep. on Kirkwood. Yes. It's yes, your yes. favorite boys, the sitting ducks. Beep, 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 beep. full slate for you today. I don't know if you caught that last night, but uh, Dirk Nowitzki getting his 30,000 point.
1: The Big D in Big D.
0: Joining a group of five others. Uh, other than that, we're going to talk about the MVP race. we got a few fun segments for you, including Who'd You Shoot First? Fried Flights brought to you by Kayak. Then we'll be discussing Jack Doyle, Dwayne Allen, and Bill Pullion. Then we'll be playing Take Back That Contract, following up last week on our AP discussion, finishing off with our favorite segment, Pick That Jackson. Yes. All right, starting us off today, Roop, the Ugly Duck. You got a lot to say about Dirk and the Mavs. Take it away.
2: Yeah, uh, big shout-out last night, Dirk Nowitzki, one of my favorite players of all time. Um, I mean, I have to say I model my basketball game off of Dirk Nowitzki ever since I was, like, probably in the fifth grade. And I just love that he's just a big white German dude hitting fadeaway, fadeaway shot after fadeaway shot. And, I mean, it was so fitting last night. Zach, I'm sure you agree that he hit, his, hit the 30,000-point, like, eclipsed it with that fadeaway shot
1: in the baseline. Yes, I'm not sure if you saw this, but actually his 20,000th point was also against the Lakers on a fadeaway against the other number 7, Lamar Odom on the Lakers. So a little bit of a trend there, you know, you got number 7 versus the Lakers. I think that's Dirk's thing. I think uh this is a little impromptu. Who has a higher
2: does Larry Nance have a higher ceiling as the Lakers' Number 7, First Lamar, Lamar Odom, who was a six man of the year. The ceiling is the floor
1: though. Wow, shout out MJ. <laughs> shout out MJ. This is Coil, by the way. It's MJ at UNC this week. I, I don't, don't know. know. Speaking of MJ, I'm sorry, a little change. Did you see his new plane? Yeah, it's like a turtle, elephant. It's an elephant. It was uh, a little aside to some Jordan pair shoes, but I digress. The higher ceiling. I don't know. At his prime, Lamar Odom was I'm gonna make a stretch here and say a poor man's Magic Johnson. The guy had it all. He was big. He could dribble, pass, make it all happen on the floor. Very versatile. But Larry Nance, the son of a former NBA player, very athletic, translates well to the new game. Uber athletic. Wow. (laughs) Go ahead and say uber athletic. Get a ride from that. Shout out. He's not Lyft Athletic, he's Uber Athletic. Yeah. Shout out Uber, uh, Lyft. But yes, I like Larry Nance's athleticism. My final answer, that's a tough one. I'm going to say old school. I'm going to go with Lamar Odom. I like the player he was back in the day and the fact that we, he was in Keeping Up with Kardashians for a short stint. All right, so, yeah, Dirk, sixth
0: all-time scoring. That's dope. But would you put him in top ten players of all time? Group. Uh, let me think about this
2: because I really as I really 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 want Dirk to be the best power forward of all time And I think you can make that argument. I think he I mean It's either got to be Dirk Karl Malone or Tim Duncan and for me in, in Order from best to worst. I probably go Tim Duncan Dirk Karl Malone but top ten all
0: time. I think we can I come mean, up with ten guys better than Dirk. Yeah. I mean, MJ, LeBron.
1: Do you consider LeBron a legit Kobe? power forward in this discussion? We're not talking about
0: power forwards. Oh, i thought like you said. Just Best just ten of all time.
3: time.
0: MJ? MJ, LeBron, Kobe, Shaq, Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. Kareem. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Wilt Chamberlain. Will. We're at separate eight. Will Chamberlain, who is
2: also the most overrated player in NBA history. All Bill Russell. Out. Hakeem 100-point game was a fraud. Yeah. He is a fraud of a human ben, being, you Will Chamberlain. <laughs> Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem is, yep, Hakeem's up there. So I think Dirk, I don't, Dirk that's is probably, the process. Dirk would probably be top 15 for me. I don't think he's top yeah, 10. I think I agree. Yeah, I don't know. Like, because I feel like to get in that top 10 range, you either have to be like, like you just have to like make to such a big impact on both ends. A I
1: transgenerational think. player. Yeah,
2: and like Dirk was sort of a transgenerational player. I think he was like he's gender- hot yeah. take.
1: Hot <laughs> take. I take is Dirk transgender. He's transgender. <laughs> Carry on. Um, hot take. No, but uh,
2: yeah, I don't know, uh, dude. Definitely, it's a lot of bratwurst stuff. I think but, he was uh, transgenerational yeah. in terms of European players. But if we're talking about 2011 NBA Finals, Dirk, that could be a top 10 player. Went to Central Dirk, yes. That was yeah. one of the, yeah, the, just taking down the Heat. And going off that 2010, or 2011 Finals team, the Mavs, you know, they've had a lot of recent acquisitions. They Utah. brought they brought in Yogi, Shout traded out. for Nerlins Noel, and. I think this team is just starting to pick up steam, and I think they're going to sneak into that eighth playoff spot because the Nuggets have been struggling lately, and I want to make the connection with the 2011 finals team this year's team. You have wow. Dirk who last year, I mean, the dude looked like he was just dying late in the like, late in playing, the game and the laid down the, the stretch. stretch. So but putting up 20-plus right now. Dirk and Tyson Chandler, I think, was such a good pairing back then because Dirk... I think Dirk is as close <coughs> to being a liability on defense without being a liability on defense as you can be. And just having Tyson Chandler, who's a like crazy athletic big man who just rebounds, blocks shots, plays hard on defense, and just goes for lobs on offense, sets mm-hmm. hard screens and rolls. I mean that is what Nerlens Noel can become, and that is just such a good front court pairing of a guy who can stretch the floor, knock down threes, with someone who'll just be in the paint. And then they they add Wesley Matthews, who just is a sniper, the archer, baby, the archer, rated underrated Wesley snipes, defender, also. Wesley Snipes. And then <laughs> Seth Curry is just a young Jason Terry. Then they just have Seth Curry, who's arguably the best the player on the team, wet. somehow yeah. hitting just wet shot after wet shot. Mm-hmm. Bring in Yogi, who changes pace, feeds players, plays very smart basketball. Yes, they do. They have Quinn Cook. Wow. So they have Duke slash Maryland.
0: I don't know. Maryland. First, get out Maryland. No. Look it up.
2: I want a Maryland with yeah, Maryland transfer here for his senior right. year. He got kicked off Duke for probably smoking pot. Something. I respect that. I, it was something with like that. I thought he got in a fight
0: with uh, someone on the team or something. He definitely wasn't allowed to use the Duke bathrooms after that one. Yeah, or exactly. Any Duke oh, in but, uh,
2: so they just have these. They just have two guards who played four years in college, very smart. Have have a history of like. Making clutch plays, making shots—they played with great players their whole life. So, I mean, I think Cuban is just going for like value
0: yeah. picks, like really hard. And Cuban doesn't act as the GM though, does he? I mean, he's obviously like, influential because he owns the team. I think he's
2: more influential than what people think. I think, think that he dude is. just
0: needs to shut the hell up and have a lot of money and watch courtside and just stop talking about sports. Really, the dude's a nerd. Yeah. Like it I pisses think he me off talking. He, me. Yeah, Look. but it just pisses me off how he acts like he's some basketball genius. Like no, you're a tech genius. Like we get it. Like if you talk to anyone who is at IU at the same time and they all say he was just some nerd cocky asshole who was like smart. Like just shut up. Like it's cool you have a lot of money. Young team, stop talking about sports and stop trying to dislike players like, like Russell Westbrook. Like I yeah, you're wrong Cuban.
1: I know you're listening. Uh, I respect it. the hell out of you. Shout out Mark Cuban, yeah. friend of the program. Friend of the program,
0: IU Hoosier. Well, I probably just screwed the pooch on getting him on the show by talking about him like Yeah, that, don't
1: but, listen to uh, the lame duck here. Shout out Cuban.
0: But I don't know. I just wish you would shut up and let the let the boys play. I think but, uh, and stop going after the top guys. I think he actually did
2: have a very. Accurate point when saying that Russell Westbrook is not in the MVP discussion. So currently the Thunder are seventh in the West, sitting there at 35-29. Sizeable gap between the eight seems like they're gonna make the playoffs, but lost four straight. Lost four straight. I mean he scored 58 points last night against Portland at home. <laughs> yeah. Against a team that's right now out of the playoffs. Yeah. And Going against another prol- prolific point guard and, da- and Damian Lillard, and they were still able to pull out the W. And I think I really agree with him. I think I think his point of a MVP candidate having to be on a 50-win team is very accurate. I like that. And but uh, there is an interesting point that Wilt Chamberlain won MVP on a team with a losing record, and then Moses Malone. Won the MVP twice, I believe, on a team that didn't make the playoffs.
0: Wow. I just don't I just, think like think in if you're modern, that valuable as a player, your team's making the playoffs, and they're going to be in the top three in their conference. I feel like you. I feel like if you're that valuable of a player, you have to be.
2: So how would you? If you use like the conventional method, I, I really like the argument of if you took that player off that team and replaced him with an average player, where would they be? Yeah. I think that helps him out a lot Because that Thunder team Is a lot worse than what people think Here's a they, I mean they made deals at like the deadline but Here's a question
1: I know he's averaging a triple double But in my mind I'm starting to think Is Russell Westbrook in his own head Is he trying to do too much And is that in turn hurting his team If he wasn't you know, 100% of the time trying to be this monster, trying to I feel like he's going he says he's not going for a triple-double, but I feel like he is in his own mind, and I feel like that in turn is hurting his team as in, if he almost tried a little bit less and made it a little bit more natural I know he's not working with a lot of people on his team but they did just get McDermott, who's a good shooter they do have Oladipo, they do have Steven Adams, Um, I just feel like at times, Westbrook is doing too much, and I saw a stat that said, um, the Thunder, I think it was on Colin Coward, friend of the program, shout-out Colin Coward. Um, the Thunder are 5 for 29, I believe it was, when Westbrook shoots 9 or more threes. I don't know that how that translates to his performance, but I know he's shooting a lot of threes when he's trying to score 58 points a game. And I was playing you, Russell, in uh, my fantasy matchup last night, um, it was a little bit painful. You put up almost 50 points in fantasy, so I'll give you that. But I just think you're doing a little too much.
0: All right, so here's a, here's a question. Scrap the entire OKC roster except for Russell Westbrook and Steven Adams and his eight siblings. How many games do they win in the NBA? I
2: would say they beat Brooklyn once. Yep. Do they beat Alabama's football team? No. No. No, no definitely <laughs> yeah, not. Reuben Foster would no. <laughs> just be pounding people down low. Like, I like that. Um, but, uh... MVP race, if it's going, not... Going back to Westbrook, and, uh, like, right now, the top three people, in my mind, for the MVP, MVP race are Harden, uh, Kawhi Leonard, and Kevin Durant. LeBron anywhere? No. LeBron is... I like to make. LeBron uh, is the down. outside looking in. I think Westbrook. Going back to what you said earlier, uh, Zach. I think his he just tries to do too much, and it really. I think he just turns the ball over too much. I mean, I just see like most valuable players shouldn't have such a high turnover percentage. Right. And right now, Westbrook and Harden have the two highest turnover percentage turnover percentages in NBA history. I mean, like, they both control the ball so much, like, the entire game. I think he just does too much. Like, they should. Old Depot played point guard. for like, I want to say majority of his time with the like the Magic. So I just like to see him pass the ball off, maybe come off the ball a little more. That is, true. that's something we never see from him. I'd love to someone just Stephen Adams come down, set a set a down screen <coughs> for him. He comes off, and then I mean he's just coming off with that fast speed and can already get to the rim. I don't know. I just think there's a little tweaking there that Billy Donovan does before he's fired and then comes to Indiana yep. to coach the Hoosiers. Hoosiers. But
1: uh, here's my thing on LeBron. I think that people are in love with the triple-double. To the casual NBA fan who has a knowledge of LeBron James and that he's the greatest player in the world in my mind, when he puts up 30 and 17 and maybe six assists, you don't think too much of it. But if Russell Westbrook puts puts up maybe 25, 10, and 11 you got the casual NBA fan saying gold, it's like a golden it's a gold mine like shower. a gold it's a golden shower from Russell Westbrook when he barely eclipses the triple double mark. LeBron is so consistent and I feel like if he wanted to get this triple double, he could in any single game, but he doesn't need to. Mm-hmm. And he's not trying as hard as Russell Westbrook. I feel like my MVP race right now is Harden, LeBron, Kawhi.
2: I so you left. I had Durant in, and I think uh, Durant will obviously, because he's out for the rest of the regular season, will obviously drop out of that. But um, I just think what he's done with Golden State is incredible. Like, he's scoring, I believe, at a higher rate than he did in OKC. A historical but also efficiency. Historical efficiency, and he has just been incredible on the defensive end in terms of rebounding blocks, uh, guarding people that he normally was not accustomed to guarding to when he played at OKC because he's playing more of the foreign uh, Golden State. Yeah. But uh, I think this triple-double phenomenon is something... It's more that, than it really is. I, yeah, but I, I think in the modern NBA... Like right now, uh, side note, this is def- we are definitely entering the golden age of NBA basketball in my opinion because we just have greater and greater players coming in and they're just so diversified their skill sets that so they can do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just think that this is like the phenomena of the triple-double is something we're going to have to deal with going forward. And this is the first true test of it. It's like, are we going to let someone who's averaging a triple-double on a mediocre team win MVP, win LeBron, Harden, Kawhi, Durant are just more deserving of the award They're and I feel like
3: guys.
2: I feel like Westbrook is leading it and I don't think enough people are looking at the stats the
3: and big I think picture.
2: a lot of people are undervaluing Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. because if you look at Kawhi Leonard's usage rate over the past 5 seasons it's increased from, set, or from 16% in 2012 to over 30% this year. And he's on a team that's, he's leading a team that consistently rests their best players on the Marcus Aldridge and Paul Gasol, outside of Kawhi. Patty Mills and Tony Parker, and aging Tony Parker, who isn't the same player, is uh, leading, the, like, leading the, uh, the point guard situation there. And they're just so close to eclipsing that Warriors mark, and I think they're about to with uh, Kevin Durant out. And I just think it's absolutely incredible what he has done because he makes such a big impact offensively and defensively. And I mean, it's some the the clutch three, and then the transition block on Harden uh, a couple nights ago. He did travel against the Pacers. That's a Pacers victory. All right, but uh. I think
0: uh, we're gonna move on now to one of our sponsors for today's podcast. We well, will
1: be right back after a short break. I'm gonna let 21 Savage take you into this break.
3: Why you pulling out these rappers' car? Cut nigga niggas pussy in them hard. I turn it fucking soft into some hard. I grew up in the streets without no heart. And
0: now a word from our title sponsor.
2: This Friday, if you're interested in having a good night at home with a glass of sangria and just hanging out and seeing...
3: like.
2: <laughs> and now a word from our title sponsor. Valentine Hall, constructed in 1959, has been consistently serving IU students over and over again. From their delicious everything bagels on the second floor to the beautiful economics 101 discussions, (laughs) Valentine Hall is the pinnacle of the Indiana University experience. Valentine Hall, inspiring people to jump since 1959. Thank you,
0: Valentine. And we are back on the sitting ducks today, and we're gonna to go to one of our favorite news segments called Who Would You Shoot First? So I'm gonna give two options here to Roop and Zouk, and they're gonna tell me which one of these two individuals they would shoot if they had one in the chamber. Alright. Who do you shoot first? A six foot six male with a beard drinking a summer shandy line Kugel. Or a doomsday truther,
3: <laughs>
0: Roop.
2: I think the Lining Kugel sells me the summer shandy, so I think I'm going the six foot six man with the Lining Kugel. Uh,
1: yeah, but if you would have just thrown in Nick Foles, I would have picked him <laughs> like easily. What? What time? Or what? What? time is the season where this man's drinking the line and kugel?
0: It is. It is summer and he is loving that shandy.
1: The dead of summer?
0: Yes. The, there is There is never a good reason to drink a line and kugel if you are a male. And I'm talking like sex, not gender because as we all know, it's 2017, gender is a spectrum. Sex, we can't assume gender, can't assume gender. Sex, can't
1: assume gender. sex, male, well, XY yeah, chromosome. I'm, I'm putting the one in the chamber in the line and kugel man except if it's Martin Shkreli. <laughs> Wait the, wait, the guy who jacks up the, the pharmacy prices? prices. Wait, you wouldn't shoot him? I said unless it's him.
0: Oh,
2: I unless the doomsday him. truther. I just want to say something about this. I don't know if you guys listen to Bill Simmons, but uh, so they have this guy who works for the ringer, who's just probably the most fried human being I've ever heard talk my entire life. He found these videos online of Martin Scarelli. Just does like two and a half hour long like chemistry like walkthrough videos. Like he's just such an intelligent guy and you know he had the bad rap from the media but right. from the media. But uh smart man, but fake news. I think if you're if you're just interested in a weird video to watch, you got nothing to do, check him out. Like it might might change your opinion on him a little
1: bit, but uh I think I need to look into that.
2: Yeah. Very interesting, like he's just so like eloquent and like uses great wording and just talks about all these different situations like oh this might be oh you might want to do this here you might want to do this there and okay very interesting guy uh sorry to just throw that all on you that's all right
0: and with that being said um this this group in no way supports martin i don't know how to say his last name uh we love the pharmaceutical industry um, and we do not like him jacking up prices. He's a bad man, but maybe he's really smart. What a chamber. So so the next thing, I have one question before we move into fried flights from kayak. Um, it's spring break season, so uh, we'll, we'll explain that in a second. But my, my next question is, why does Jim Harbaugh always wear khakis roop?
2: i don't know i'm a big jeans guy i used to be a big khakis guy and now i'm a jeans man and once i've switched to jeans i've never gone back so i don't really know like i think someone i my guess would be that someone a long time ago made like they just realized that he always wore khakis and they made a big deal out of it he's just like fuck it i'll go with it
1: i guess so yeah that's that's, that's thing, my yeah. initial thought is at first he doesn't think anything of it that's just what he wears and now i think it's a thing for him because of the media and because people like it um and then i would i mean if i was him i'd do the same thing i'd, I'd let people build off of what i'm already doing and have fun with it so I have a completely different perspective here.
0: Um, I think it all comes down to genetics. One thing I always worry about when I wear khakis is uh, the inevitable swass or sweaty ass. Swamp ass. Swamp ass. Double
1: shorts um, every pair of pants. So
0: you know you got to be scared. Like, is that gonna that can easily leak through the khakis? Everyone knows you're sweating. I don't think Jim Harbaugh sweats. I think he's something going on genetically. Um, Where he only sweats when when he wants to sweat and when he needs to cool his body down. You
2: think he's like that disciplined of a person? I think he is that disciplined. All right, Glenn, start sweating. Yeah, let's go, baby. He's like one of those things. He's on a 15 mile run, just not sweating at all. And Uh then, you know, just all of a sudden it comes in.
0: Yeah. All right, so with spring break coming up, we got a lot of travel. Um, so this new segment we're introducing is called Fried Flights brought to you by Kayak. Kayak's a corporate sponsor. Um, I'm going to give these two gentlemen a ending destination where I want to get to. Okay. And they have to give me, uh, starting in Indianapolis, because we are proud Hoosiers, how they're going to get to this destination and a story. And the one thing that must be included in their story is what they get to eat at each airport they go through. Mm-hmm. what you get at each airport I am traveling from Indianapolis you guys will each have one minute we will go to our sponsor during the minute break one minute Indianapolis to Hamburg Germany ready go
3: so on me when you working hard your money I got wanna me and them drugs coming handy Last name Savage, bitch, but no, I'm not Randy It'll win, no condom, had to make her eat a plan B And I'm sipping on that Codeine, not Brandy uh, I'm just staying on my ex, bitch uh, I'm just flexing on my ex, bitch Hold up, I'm just stuntin'
0: Ride Flights brought to you by Kayak is unfortunately not brought to you by Kayak. It's actually brought to you by the Brandon it's bought, it's brought to you by the Brandon Marshall Foundation. Get traded, have one really good year, and then be mediocre for the rest. Uh, Currently brought to you by the New York Giants. We're excited to see how much role-playing OBJ and B. Marshall do in the uh, off weeks when they are complaining about how much they aren't getting the ball.
2: I just want to say, uh,
0: we'll get into this later with some Colts talk, but I know the Andre
2: Johnson signing was poor. To say the least, but I would not have minded the Colts with the plethora of cap room just taking a shot with B. Marsh. I just think we need a receiving wide receiver, a big, strong guy next to T. Y. Moncrief from Philip Dorsett. And now we traded. We'll get into this later, but that's just my opinion.
0: And that's what I call a dedicated kayaker, willing to talk sports while searching for a flight to Hamburg, Germany. Ten seconds left, boys. Ten seconds left. You're doing good. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Zouk. You're in
1: Indianapolis. Get me to Hamburg, Germany. Let me take you on a trip. Yep. Okay. You depart Wednesday. Indianapolis to Atlanta. You stop in Atlanta. Home of the runner-up Atlanta Falcons. Um, To be honest, I don't know much about Atlanta cuisine. Um, Oh, the peach state. Thank you from our live audience. You get some uh, authentic Atlanta, Georgia peaches. Maybe a peach cobbler. Uh, Sit down for your layover. You head to Paris, a.k.a. Charles de Gaulle Airport. Um, I've been to, I've been to this airport, very nice place. I'm trying to think of your signature dish, but while you're thinking about what to eat, you stop by the PSG store, get a throwback Zlatan Ibrahimovic jersey, and um, you know you see what happens on your food on the way. Um, from Paris, you arrive in Hamburg, get a schnitzel, spend your time in Hamburg, Germany. You know you have a good time, do whatever you do in Germany. I've been to Germany once. I went to uh, where did I go? Munich. Munich. Thank you.
0: Drink beer and roll around in fields.
1: Absolutely. Rube, do you have, oh, Do you want my return flight? No,
0: we're not coming home from Germany.
1: Damn. We're dying in Germany. You're staying in Germany. No, we're dying I, in Germany. I respect that. Unless See, you yeah. want to go to Amsterdam.
0: Yeah,
2: dying in uh, Well, I just want to.
0: Oh. Hey, we're buying.
2: I just want to add. Uh, oh, Jack Rollin. Hamburg, Germany recently moved into my top three places I want to live in the entire world. So uh, I'm very excited that this uh destination came up so well i'm i'm kind of sad that we're not doing the return flights because that was what's so great about mine is hey
0: no zach dies in hamburg germany root makes it home all right yeah i obviously make it alive
2: i obviously make it alive i'm a i'm a thriver and a survivor so i start out in indy uh fly up to new york Newark actually So I'm on like the shitty side Uh, Shout out to my friend Jake Peterson from Jersey Uh, More landfills than quality people there Uh, So I think on New York I'm just going to go for a classic hot dog Uh
1: street vendor
2: yeah street vendor ketchup mustard relish. I'll hold the relish on this one like
1: you gotta get relish or I might
2: even venture my way over to the avenue of americas have a little halal guys wow if i have enough time a 4 hour layover possibly oh, many?
0: sorry i'm paying attention. new york new, new york, york. <laughs> okay, I you said mall and
2: then from there I'm hitting up Scandinavia oh, wow. for the quickest layover in Scandinavian intercontinental flight history, where I'm s- coming to Copenhagen. Is that Yeah, that's Scandinavia. It's on Scandinavian Airlines. That counts. That counts. That counts. That's very. It's 2017. If you want to be
0: Scandinavia, you can yeah, be Scandinavian. <laughs> I'm Scandinavian. I just said it.
2: Copenhagen there. Uh, what do they have there? like waffles. I think I mean in a waffle. Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. What
1: is that? Like. a uh, statue. I actually did have a layover in Copenhagen, believe it or not. Fantastic airport. They take three different types of currency in that airport. Really? Yes. Did they take the yen? That was not included. All right, I can believe that. And then from Copenhagen
2: to Hamburg where I'm going to have just some sausages, a lot of beer, some pretzels with mustard. And on the way back, uh, going through Frankfurt where I will once again – be downing myself in beer and schnitzel. sausages nice. schnitzel wow. and then i'm going from frankfurt i'm going to frankfurt from frankfurt to toronto Ooh. the
1: great white north
2: the great white north where i had the greatest layover of all time with my friend paul Lannon, coming back from london spring break last year we watched indiana kentucky in this bar, each dropped $75 at this bar, had this conversation with a Canadian woman about, uh, like, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, all that. You know, she was absolutely terrified for her country. And then she got into talking about uh, their former mayor, uh, Rob Ford, I want to... just don't know. Yeah, but she she goes, I wouldn't mind if that guy died today. A week later, he died from a heart attack. Fun oh, fact. Wow. Incredible. And then I'm just That's returning. I'm, not I'm, fake news. I'm taking that Toronto Indy fight. Beautiful. You just get on there. Uh, you're out cold for an hour, 30 minutes, Quarter
0: and bean. it's a beautiful flight. Quarter and that was Fried Flights, brought to you by Kayak. Thank you. That was Fried Flights, brought to you by Kayak, but actually brought to you by the Brandon Marshall Foundation. Um, now we are going to take that contract back, and I'm going to go with the obvious take that, oh, well, it's actually take that back contract edition because we also do take that back quote edition. Um, so take that back contract edition, obviously, I'm taking back Andrew Bogut. Andy Bogut. He, uh, yeah, I don't really need to explain, was in the game for about two minutes after the season. See ya, Tibia. Um, you know what happened to the Cavs, so I'm okay with it. Really hoping that the Rockets uh, win the NBA championship this year. That's actually a sitting Ducks guarantee that the uh, Rockets win the NBA championship this year. Uh, actually, it's just that they represent the Western Conference, but that's a lame Duck guarantee that the Rockets win the NBA championship this year. All right, take back, take that back, contract
1: addiction. Addic- why don't keep saying addiction? Maybe I'm addicted to something. Addition. It's out. Um, just a short aside there. You mentioned Andrew Bogut. Um, just a little thing. Watch out, NBA. The Cavs could maybe make a play for Larry Sanders, the ex-NBA star. Uh, he got off the reefer. He's got his life back together. You know, we could see him back at the NBA in a Cavs uniform. Who knows? But my take back that contract edition, I'm going to throw it over to soccer. If you, If any of our listeners out there recall, David Beckham, once he made the journey to the MLS signed a whopping five-year, $250 million contract with the LA Galaxy. While the specifics of the contract are unknown, I would like to put this into perspective with Alex Rodriguez, a.k.a. A-Rod, who got one of the most lucrative baseball deals in history. David Beckham, five years, $250 million. Alex Rodriguez, 10 years, $250 million. So, essentially... David Beckham is making the same amount of money in half the years for a washed-up MLS player because of his name. Um, aside from that, I because of his face, because of his you know his multiple clothing lines, prowess. I love you, David Beckham, friend of the program, um, longtime listener, longtime fan, Rooster. Yeah, David Beckham.
2: Uh, Yeah, my uh, take back that contract is actually for one of my least favorite players in the NBA. Going with Luol Deng uh, over this offseason. Four-year, $72 million deal. He's playing less than 30 minutes a game with the Lakers, averaging seven points. Coming off the bench. I don't even think they've played him in the last ten or so games. So, uh, that is my take back that contract. And right now, we'll actually... uh, Pull an audience member from our live audience of which one of those contracts he would take back the most
1: welcome
4: jake out of out of those three yeah out of those
2: three this is jake peterson (laughs) what was what was the first one andrew bogus andrew David beckham
4: see i'm gonna automatically cancel out david beckham because he i'm pretty sure he won a few ships and you know you can't you can't beat a ship
2: no, 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 the, the LA, LA Galaxy. The LA Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. LA Galaxy won multiple championships. championships with and them. I feel like. like the only relevant team in soccer besides the Minnesota United the FC. Go, New New go, go, Red Bulls. Shout out Minnesota United, uh, New York expansion team. New York. team. We're gonna do big things up there, New Minneapolis. New York Red Bulls right, we're or about uh,
0: so only about they have a the blue, blue team 15,
2: with yeah. Yeah, B. Yeah, we lost our viewers already. Probably soccer is awful.
4: I gotta go with Kaysons, the lame duck. Uh, Bogut just got shafted, so well,
1: fuck you, the Cavs. The Cavs got shafted. The got shafted. The got shafted.
0: That's fair. His uh, tibia or whatever got shafted, too.
1: Yeah, It looked pretty gross on the replay.
0: All right, we're going to kick it to our favorite sport, mine that is, not theirs, uh, football. Not the Europe kind, as we know, we spent our 15 seconds. Uh, we're going to talk about the Colts, Jack Doyle, Dwayne Allen, and then follow up with some AP, and then pick that Jackson hot takes, and we're out of here. So, uh, Jack Doyle recently signed a three-year, four-year, year, four three-year, $19 three year 19. Three year nineteen million contract. Um, and then we just traded, literally just traded away two hours ago, Dwayne Allen to the Evil Empire, uh, the New England Patriots. Like wearing my Colts sweatshirt. The New England Patriots. And we got, we got a fourth-round pick, and we gave them our sixth-round pick. Personally, I am a huge fan of it. Jack Doyle can catch and block. Um Dwayne Allen really struggled in the blocking department last year and we thought he'd be a good one, a good blocker. Uh also I think that Swope does the exact same thing as Dwayne Allen does for the passing game. I like the move. I love what Ballard's already doing with the team. Um Jack Doyle, big locker room guy, not a big locker room talk guy. That's how you know. He's a good dude. Um I love the move.
1: What do you think? Um, well I will give you this. I did not realize we still had Eric Swope. I like that point. Um, I was going to be a little disappointed because I was a fan of Dwayne Allen, you know, this this big, fast, athletic guy who could really do some wonders in the passing game and the blocking game. My next thought was how many tight ends do the Patriots need? Um, With this being said, I think they're going to release Martellus Bennett, if I'm correct. I I don't think they have
0: him anymore. I don't think he's on contract. Okay.
1: Okay, so maybe just a – I would even say a poor man's Martellus Bennett because I think Martellus Bennett's a little bit better. But, you know, you really put it into perspective for me, uh, Kaysan. I was not a fan of the move, but after that short little stint there you just had, I think I'm, I think I'm about it. You know, you could say Doyle's a little bit Dallas Clark in him. That's only because they're both white. Why That's not that. just That's because fact. they're white. That's
0: a complete fact. A little part of it, but not just because they're white.
1: <laughs> yeah, um <laughs> –
2: I don't know, I was never really that big of a fan of Dwayne Allen. Fair enough. I mean, a lot of I think I going but look, hindsight is 2020. I would have rather kept Fleener over him. But I think Fleener was commanding more money than what they were willing to pay him. I mean Jack Doyle doesn't make me like Jack jump for joy, but I guess he could turn into like there. a modern day. He doesn't
0: want to make you jump for joy. I for mean
2: that. The tight end of the, fut- of the future in the NFL is O.J. Howard out of Alabama, who, uh, what is he, like 6'6", He's 250, huge. ran a four five one forty at the combine. That guy is going to be an absolute freak. I think he should be a top-ten pick.
0: Martell's bad
2: six 6'6". What's his 40 time? I don't know, I know his 40 time. <laughs> right off the head. Uh, yeah, so that's my point. But uh, If we're looking okay, into up. free agency for the Colts, you guys have any uh, – predictions thoughts of once i would have loved brandon marshall i really
0: i would have just taken a one-year deal with him and taken a chance no you're saying no no i completely disagree i think that he's a big uh big locker room guy in the wrong way and i think that young ty hilton will get some bad uh some bad ideas from him ty's also got a little lippy in his life about not getting the ball. Um, especially when Hasselback was the quarterback. I think that T.Y. is on the verge of becoming a diva but kind of stays grounded by how much of a like real man that Andrew Luck is. He doesn't want to do that to him. I think you introduce Brandon Marshall in the locker room. T.Y. turns into a diva. Um, his career goes spiraling down. He'll have, like, one good year every three years, not be the franchise guy that we need him to be. But I feel like Brandon
2: – locker room issues aside, because I I love Brandon Marshall. He's my second favorite player in the NFL. Um, And I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I don't think I can because everywhere he's been, I feel like he's run into some sort of locker room troubles or a class with the front office or something. But I feel like he fits the mold of a wide receiver that the Colts need, just a big guy who catches the ball like who what Andre Johnson was supposed to be like the Colts need someone like that and I'm just not sure I
1: think you got that in who, two years in Moncrief I was just gonna say what role does Moncrief feel for you I, I think role. it's I think it's different than what either Andre Johnson or Brandon Marshall would have done let's bring John like,
2: Carter back even it He's is his ceiling That's I just like I, it, like, uh, I just want Andrew Luck to be successful with like a big wide receiver ball. And I think they would just have a great, like, combination of skill sets together. And I think Moncrief is going to be a great player. I think Dorsett... I really do hope so. Dorsett, I'm, like... I want him that. to be good, but when I watch read. him, I want to I'm ready read. encourage every time. He's going to be gone. Yeah. yeah um, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded at some point. Like, some team takes a shot with him. I'll give, like, a second-round pick for Dorsett. Dude, I don't even know if he would garner, like, a second-round pick at this point. Maybe, a, like, a third or fourth All they round. can use
1: is if they drafted him in the first round. True. As their trade pick.
0: True. But he just drops a lot of balls. Um,
1: sad,
0: sad to see, on the other side of the ball, sad to see uh, Adams go. But he's 36 years old. True yeah. true vet, but, I mean, I think Ballard's going to be a do a huge turnaround to the defense. Um, and I think that was a good first move he has to make. Uh, hopefully we can re-sign Darius Butler, um, even though he kind of sucked a little bit last year, too. Yeah, I don't think I'm the biggest
2: fan of him. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, he
0: plays hard. And, yeah. like, he's obviously better than anyone who played when he was hurt or Vontae was hurt. So, I know. I hope the best for Darius Butler. I can't, like, like I was saying... I don't love him, but I'd love to see him around another year. I think he, I think he can does a lot more in the tank, but I don't know. I don't have much more to say about the Colts. Really, I would just
2: uh, my last comment is I would really love for the Colts to chase JPP in free agency.
0: Mm, Three fingered wonder.
2: I don't believe he has signed already, but uh, if he has, then wow. I he
0: I Dontari Poe.
2: Dontari Poe is a free agent. Is that a fact?
1: He is a free agent.
0: Alright, our next, our favorite free agent at the time, Adrian Peterson, Mm -hmm. saw some, as a Colts fan, just saw some absolutely terrifying rumors today that AP might become a New England Patriot. That is ring-chasing at its finest. I think it'd be a great move for AP. I think he'd get enough money that he'd be happy. As you know, he would probably win a ring if he's there for three years. Um, I also think he would have one of the best seasons in NFL history next year as a running back for the Patriots. I I guarantee it. Um, Patriots are incredibly good at bringing in these older, what some people would say washed up. You heard what I had to say about AP last week. The Patriots are different. Um, he'd have one of the greatest running back careers in the history of the NFL. Just look at what Randy Moss did when he was a Patriot. That's exactly what AP would do in the backfield. Bill Belichick is a mastermind on offense, and the the pure threat of Tom Brady throwing the ball would just allow so many opportunities for AP. He, they will jam it down people's throats and have one of the best seasons ever.
1: I don't know. Here's my thing. Obviously, AP will have to take a significant pay cut to pay to play for the Patriots. Um, I saw a rumor that he would garner like 15 million maybe a year from another team besides Patriots and he was going to New England maybe like four and anywhere from 4 to 6 million a year. If I'm AP, I'm at the end of my career as a running back. Running backs do not last long. Do you think AP's at the point in his mind thinking I just want a ring despite how much I get paid, or my body's not going to last much longer at what is he, 32, 33? 32. 33. I'm going to milk this money while I can and ride off into the sunset with already arguably one of the greatest cruises running back um, despite not winning a ring. That is my take on AP.
3: Uh,
1: we're actually going to pass it off to uh, Jake again.
2: Uh, audience member a uh, little side note he is a diehard minnesota vikings fan uh has been for his entire life so he has yeah he is uh if you need to uh follow what's your twitter account name mauer uh joe mauer
4: for hall of fame
2: yeah all he does is tweet at famous people and ask if joe mauer should be in the hall of fame uh so this is a minnesota guy through and through uh he has a special hot take on uh, ap All right, so I'd like to start
4: off just by saying uh, I want to get the first five points out there. I've been hearing these teams a lot, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Giants, the Pats, and the Raiders. First, the Seahawks absolutely despise the Seahawks. I think they are an awful franchise, awful fan base, awful state. Actually, not a bad state, but awful city so on and so on if that's you've harsh. if it's harsh but yes if you've seen that picture of Russell Wilson that came out that's pretty much how i think of the Seahawks the one, with uh, the one with Ciara and and that kid. What a picture! Just a weird picture through and through. Uh, I'd pay money to
0: be Russell Wilson in that picture.
4: <laughs> I'd pay money to be the kid. Now, now just is, massaging is the, the kid. Is the
0: kid in the picture? Future's baby. Yes, it is. Uh, I, believe so. baby? I, I believe Future's so. I believe
4: so. I don't know whose else kid it would That's be. That's why but, Russell
0: Wilson had his face. You can't look at the baby
1: yeah, and can't nice. look
4: at the baby.
0: Russell
2: Wilson is just the epitome of a pussy. In if you're Russell Wilson,
1: you know future has knocked up your seem to be wife. I don't know if I can do that. I think there's, there's they're okay. Yeah. I'd walk away. Either way, yeah, I, I would actually. or, or, die, very or very I agree.
0: die in Hamburg, Germany. <laughs> <laughs> for booking my trip through kayak, sponsored by the Brandon Marshall Foundation.
4: Yeah, I would lose a lot of respect for AP going there. Fucking hate him. Can I say f- I, I can? I, yeah. Okay. So can say fuck. I can say fuck. Explicit rating on iTunes. All right. So good. Um, Packers for obvious reasons. Same thing. Cowardly move. It's like you were saying last week. It's the similar to Brett Favre. Not similar to Brett Favre because he had those two pitiful years in New York. Uh, he would just be going straight there. Terrible choice. Giants. Fucking hate the Giants too. Um, pretty biased as you can tell, but you know, fuck them. I'm from New Jersey, but yeah, I'm using them. Um, my next thing is the Pats. He, I, it hurts me to that he said he would take a hometown or a discount for the Pats when he wouldn't do that. He didn't say he would do that for Minnesota. I, I wish they he would give him the hometown I'm discount. He's
0: not gonna win the Super Bowl.
4: Uh, that's not true. The first team to win a Super Bowl on their home stadium. You've heard it here first. <laughs> uh, 2018, we're coming. Yeah. So yeah, look what Randy Moss did there. The Second best, other best Viking in the past twenty years. Uh, best team to never win a Super Bowl, other than the '98 Vikings, which Randy Moss was also part of. Side note. <laughs> uh, On to my last point: yeah. the Raiders. I would love to see it. Yeah, be I, cool. agree. If, I agree. If, if you don't cool. like the Raiders, then that's just you don't like the Raiders, and right
0: you're a Patriots fan and a Cavs fan. Dude, they so. can drop Latavius Murray They're and the not have
4: to pay him <laughs> so He's gonna bring them back money. to the Charles Woodson days. Uh, <laughs> that's gonna be fantastic. Um, and that, secondly, that would be the most Christian backfield in all of football <laughs> history. And with God on your side, I don't think you can lose.
1: All righty. How far is a devout Christian. All
0: right, our favorite, our our favorite set. Oh, my streak just lost. That was on the streak of eleven. The Wyoming Cowboys lost.
1: Damn, that's impressive. Uh,
0: screw you, Wyoming. That sucks. <laughs> um. So, I was speaking on the wrong side of the phone, Well, my streak lost. Screw the Wyoming Cowboys. Um, Alright, our favorite, favorite section that will never leave the podcast. Pick that Jackson. Alright, we are at a pig roast. And there is a full rack of ribs that only one person can eat. Who eats them faster? Randy Jackson or Bo Jackson? Pick that Jackson, Randy Jackson, Bo Jackson, Zouk.
1: Well, I would like to say my childhood growing up was circulating American Idol. I'm a diehard American Idol fan. Um, my big three is Simon Cowell, Randy Jackson, and Paul Abdul. So um, with that being said, I'm without a doubt taking Randy Jackson to eat these rips. That guy is a beast i feel like he could take down at least three times that amount of food just like in pure meat mm. he, he that man does not get the meat sweats no, he you know what i'm saying that man can just take down i bet he could eat the blade he could do the blazing challenge twice with a cup of water randy jackson i'm taking i'm taking bo jackson
0: uh obviously bo knows i'll keep this short bo knows i'm taking bo jackson but I'm taking Coach Huggins over both of them. The dude, the dude will be able to rip it back, Bob and he his Fitbit will be measuring his heart rate. It'll be at like 145, and he'll get he'll get some uh, active calories for that one. So, Bo Jackson.
2: Coach Huggins, first off, is that dude who goes, eats, like, a full rack of, like, ribs and then goes and buys a Crave case uh, from White Castle no, 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 and, like, pounds the home. whole thing. He
0: tells his wife he's going to save it for later. It's gone
2: by the time he yeah, home. But uh, Bo Jackson, I think I'd have to agree with Bo Jackson on this one. I just see him, like, crushing some absurd workout when he's, like, 50-plus years of age walking into this restaurant or this pig roast, coming to this pig roast just on an empty stomach. I mean, he might even eat, like, the bones, too. Like, he's a scary dude, I feel like. Like, he's putting everything down. Everything down. So, uh, Bo Jackson on that one.
0: All right, Rube, you want to start us with our final segment, Hot Takes?
2: Oh, yeah, I can do that. So, uh... As you know, I'll obviously have multiple hot takes. This is the best uh, part of the show. Uh, my first hot take, I've uh, been looking a lot into this the past couple of days. Right now, the Portland Trailblazers have the third highest team salary in the NBA. 18 mil over the cap. They're going to have to make some moves over the offseason. And they have a lot of bad contracts. Evan Turner making, I think, 15 50 mil a year, 16 a year. myers Linder making 12 mil a year. Those are just undesirable contracts in the NBA. So they're going to have to get rid of someone who's a valuable asset. And I think it's going to be Damian Lillard, who they part
1: with over the summer. And that is my first hot take of the day. For my hot take, by the way, I love that. My hot take to the day, I'm going to take you to the home of the Chippewas. Chip, Chip? That's right. Uh, Central Michigan. And you may know of a guy named Marcus Keene. He's the 5'9 point guard for the Central Michigan Chippewas. And this man is a scoring machine, all right? He's like a young Isaiah Thomas. Um, but... Uh, Up until a couple days ago, his points per game average was at this, listen, 29.96875 points. And, yes, that was not rounded up. 29.96875 points. Central Michigan actually petitioned the NCAA to officially round up his average to 30 points a game. That's like going to your dad. When, like, your teacher says, or no, that's going to your dad when your mom says no about something and making or asking him to change the rules, even though it's not right. Um, With that being said, the NCAA approved Central Michigan's request, which made Marcus Keene the first Division I player since Long Island's Charles Jones in 1966 to actually average 30 points a game over the season. But with that being said, In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, did he actually average 30 points a game? I think that's a little uh, cheating system there to actually petition the NCAA. I just didn't like it. That is my hot take. Zach, that wasn't necessarily a take, but we
0: love you for it. (laughs) My hot take, Indiana Hoosiers run the table in the Big Ten Championship, make it to the NCAA Final, or not the NCAA Final, make it to the Big Ten Championship game, uh, lose to the Purdue Boilermakers, but with their uh, big run, they are going to make the NCAA Tournament and then lose in the first round. Um, They're in Joe Lenardi's next four out right now, so they're like eighth. I'm like coming in, yeah, they shouldn't be, they suck. But I think they're going to make a run here, Um, so that's my hot take. And then my other hot take is that Jameis Winston is going to be the MVP of the NFL next year. That's all I got. Ruby you got another one?
2: Yeah, uh, I actually have two more.
0: Uh, I'm a big fan of the
2: hot takes. Uh, first of all, my dark horse team for the NCAA tournament won eight of their last nine games. The Golden Gophers.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, what are they, a four seed in the Go-go-overs. Big Ten tournament? Uh, I think they have Patina. just gotten hot at the right time. And Patina. Patino just was probably the hottest seat in college basketball at the end of last year and now he's just turning it on down the stretch this year with Minnesota. I think they they could make a formidable team to play uh, in the tournament because they just have that grit and grind of the Big Ten play that uh, I think just usually matches up well in the tournament with some other teams. My last hot take of the day uh, coming out of spring training, Brave Spring Training highly touted Second base prospect, Ozzy Albies. Uh, number two prospect in the Braves organization behind your boy, Dansby Swanson. Shout out, Dansby, friend of the program. We'll get you on sometime. Uh, we'll do an Atlanta podcast for sure. Uh, making his much-anticipated spring training debut tomorrow. He's been out since September uh, with a broken uh, elbow. My hot take is that he goes three, to four, three for four tomorrow, two doubles and a single. With three RBIs, and now uh, Jake here is his hot take.
4: What's the next? Yeah, uh, another Minnesota take. Uh, I'd say this is more of a bold prediction, honestly, but the Twins take on the uh, Team U- Team USA in uh, spring training baseball tonight. My bold the
2: Real pred- Team USA.
4: This is. The, I think this is the real Team USA versus the real. Twin Spring Training team. My bold prediction is that Joe Mauer, the Twins win first of all. Joe Mauer goes four for four, and Brad Leland, Jim Jim Leland, what's his first name? Jim Leland. Jim Leland. Uh, the ma- manager of Team USA walks out of the dugout, hands Joe Mauer a Team USA jersey, and walks back in.
2: I just have to say, after the Twins lost in Spring Training this year earlier, 19 to one, I can't foresee that happening. 19 nothing. Yeah. Uh, But I will be rooting for them hard. You know, I'm a big Byron Buxton fan. And uh, I think that wraps it up today. I'll
0: pass it over to Kaysom for uh, closing remarks. Thanks for coming out. As always, we love you, listeners. Have yourself a night. You got $5 uh, pork tenderloins at Roy's. Oh, wait, we're not dropping this. So tomorrow at 11 a.m. Have a great spring break. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. And uh, to all the boys on the cruise, good luck with the mamas. Love you. Trouble ending. Oh my god, there's something wrong.